Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear or be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. You shall do to Ai and its king just as you did to Jericho and its king. You shall take only its spoil and its cattle as plunder for yourselves. Set an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose with all the people of war to go up to Ai. And Joshua chose 30,000 men, valiant warriors, and sent them out at night. He commanded them, saying, See, you are going to ambush the city from behind it. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city, and it will come about when they come out to meet us as at the first that we will flee before them. They will come out after us until we have drawn them away from the city, for they will say, They are fleeing before us as at the first, so we, so we will flee before them. Then you shall rise from your ambush and take possession of the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. Then it will be when you have seized the city that you shall set the city on fire. You shall do it according to the word of the Lord. See, I have commanded you. Okay. So, now what does God assure Joshua? It's all good. You get the city and the king. Yeah, absolutely. God is going to be with them. Don't fear or be dismayed. You know, take everybody and go. I've given into your hand the king of I, his people, his city, and his land. You're going to get it all. I'll be with you. And he says, you're going to... You're going to basically Jerichoize I, except for you shall take its spoil, its cattle, as plunder for yourself. So this time they get to take the loot. Aiken should have waited. Uh, but otherwise they're going to exterminate the people. And God says, I want you to set an ambush for the city behind it. Now, Joshua kind of fleshes this out, and you see what the deal is. Basically, <clears throat> remember what happened the last time Israelites came up against Ai. They lost. Well, and what did they do? They fled. They fled. The people of Ai chased them, and they fled. So we're going to do that again. We're going to, but but the people of Ai don't know. We've got this, uh, you know, ambush ready to invade the city when everybody comes out of the city chasing the decoy. So we're going to send a detachment of people up to the city, just like last time, and when they start fighting, we're going to run just like last time, and we're going to draw the people out, and then the ambush comes in, takes and burns the city, and then these people who come out, they've got the Israelites on both sides of them, and their city is gone. So that's basically the plot. It's interesting that God uses lots of different methods. This doesn't look a whole lot like marching around the city of Jericho 13 times, do you think? But God is not limited to one approach or another approach. <clears throat> he does uh, a variety of things. And uh, so, so this is, this is what uh, Joshua tells the people as far as what they're going to do. And it's going to work just fine. Comments and questions? Do you kind of 
of see this as God telling them, go take the city and leaving it up to Joshua to strategize on how he does that and any strategies. Maybe somewhat, but when he says set the ambush for the city, ambush oh, okay. for the city behind it. I, gotcha. I think God's behind this. Now, I don't know if he let Joshua flush it out or if he actually gave him the details and they're just only related to us when Joshua tells the people. But I think God's, God's behind at least the general idea of this. It actually is pretty good strategy. <laughs> pretty well. All right, uh, how about 9 to uh, 17? So Joshua sent them away, and they went to the place of ambush and remained between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua spent that night among the people. Now Joshua rose early in the morning and mustered the people, and he went up with the elders of Israel before the people to Ai. Then all the people of war who were with him went up and drew near and arrived in front of the city and camped on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between him and Ai. And he took about 5,000 men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. So they stationed the people, all the army that was on the north side of the city, and its rear guard on the west side of the city. And Joshua spent that night in the midst of the valley. It came about when the king of Ai saw it that the men of the city hurried and rose up early and went out to meet Israel in battle, he and all his people at the appointed place before the desert plain. But he did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. Joshua and all Israel pretended to be beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. And all the people who were in the city were called together to pursue them, and they pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. So not a man was left in Ai or Bethel who had not gone out after Israel. And they left the city unguarded and pursued Israel. Works like a charm. You know, he sets up the ambush, and then, you know, Joshua and his people come up to the city of Ai, and the leader of Ai has no idea. There's this ambush lurking in the shadows, ready to invade the city at the appropriate time. And so the people chase Joshua. Israel pretends to be defeated. They start fleeing. And all the men of Ai go out and chase them. What do you think about that from the people of Ai's standpoint? Overconfident. Overconfident. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Dumb in what way? What would you what would be more specific? How were they dumb? You should have expected an ambush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they just left their city completely defenseless. It's in every soldier, right? Yeah. They, and they sent. It sounds like they sent everybody in the city. Like at least close the gate or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's probably the fighting men, but still, you know, this is reckless. You know, sometimes we see something happening. And we get all excited, and we get all worked up, and we want to go. You know, we just well, we got to do this. You know, it's it's this is our moment. You know, and and I mean, what an exciting thing! Israel's fleeing again. We're going to get them back. We're not going to let them come back here. We're going to whip them all. And and so sometimes we lose our head in the excitement of the moment. Uh, to me, that's kind of what happens here. And they leave their city absolutely vulnerable. You know, because all the men are gone, chasing the Israelite decoy decoy team. How many people were where? Yeah, troop wise. It's not easy to figure that one out. <laughs> I think 
you've got 30,000 in an ambush somewhere uh, behind the city. I think you've got 5,000 between Bethel and I, maybe trying to keep the people of Bethel from helping I. I'm not sure about that. And then you've got whatever was with Joshua. That was the, the people drawing the people of the city up. That's, that's the way I read it, but that isn't questionable. Because there were a lot more than 30,000. Yes. There were a lot more fighting than 30,000. Yeah, and then he chose 30 of all of right. them. Right, right. Looks like. But then there's two knights that are talked about. Is that two separate knights? Yes, but it's two knights. But then the location seems to be the same where he put both groups, the 30,000 and the 5,000. Trial run. West of AI between Bethel and the city. Yeah, I think we may have a flashback that may account for this seeming to be another night. But I, I, trying to decide how to relate the 30 to the 5 is a problem. Could it be a mistake? Mm, could be, but I'd rather not think that. I, I, I've assumed the 30 were the ambushers and 5,000 had another purpose, like to defend from the Bethelites coming to help. But, but that's just a conjecture. That's just an idea. Is it that there's just more surrounding them from... Two different areas? Yeah, now they've got them completely surrounded. Could be. It could be. So, at any rate, uh, they uh, this this works well. Joshua's doing as the Lord asked him to do. Uh, so, 18 to 23... And the Lord said to Joshua, stretch out the javelins in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. So Joshua stretched out the javelin that was in his hand, hand toward the city. And the men in ambush rose quickly from their place. And when he stretched out his hand, they ran and entered the city and captured it, and they quickly set the city on fire. When the men of Ai turned back and looked, behold, the smoke of the city ascended to the sky, and they had no place to flee this way or that. For the people who had been fleeing to the wilderness turned against the pursuers. When Joshua and all Israel saw that the men in ambush had captured the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and slew the men of Ai. And the others came out from the city to encounter them so that they were trapped in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. And they slew them until no one was left of those who survived or escaped. But they took alive the king of Ai and brought him to Joshua. So, wow. Um... This is uh, pretty effective. You know, he stretches out the javelin. That seems to almost be the high sign to the ambushers. The people have been drawn out. The men have been drawn out. So the people who are waiting in the wings, you know, enter the city, capture it, fire it up, literally. Um, And then... Look what has happened to these soldiers from I that are chasing Israel. The the people they're chasing suddenly turn back to start fighting them. And they can't go backwards because the army that put the fire in I is is now coming out to so they've got the Israelite army on both sides of them nowhere to go. 
totally demoralized because they're witnessing their city go up in smoke. This is a terrible situation for the people of Ai, and they just wipe them out. They they kill all the men of the the city to where nobody survives or escapes. They take the king alive. Uh, so they do exactly what the Lord wanted them to do, and it's a you know quite a. Uh, devastating defeat for I just uh, the one from which they can't recover they're just wiped out comments and thoughts the people who are ambushing could they see Joshua I don't know if there's a way they could have seen the javelin up in the air at night or was it during I think it's during the day but there's a little bit of maybe time question mark here, but I think they're in the way. Who knows? Maybe it was a flaming javelin at night. Maybe. <laughs> right. That would not be something you'd want to handle very well. <laughs> All right, you 24 to 29. You would want the handle to be very long. <laughs> 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 that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Too long. Twenty-four to twenty-nine. <laughs> when Israel had finished killing all the inhabitants of Ai in the open wilderness, where they pursued them, and all of them to the very last had fallen by the edge of the sword, all Israel returned to Ai and struck it down with the edge of the sword. And all who fell that day, both men and women, were twelve thousand. All the people of Ai. But Joshua did not draw back his hand with which he had stretched out the javelin until he had devoted all the inhabitants of Ai to destruction. Only the livestock and the spoil of that city Israel took as their plunder according to the word of the Lord that he commanded Joshua. So Joshua burned Ai and made it forever a heap of ruins as it is to this day. And he hanged the king of Ai on a tree until evening. And at sunset Joshua commanded and they took his body down from the tree and threw it at the entrance of the gate of the city and raised over it a great heap of stones that stands there to this day. Alright, so we see how they, they exterminated the 12,000 people that were in the city and Joshua keeps the javelin stretched out until they've utterly destroyed it. They take the stuff as their plunder, like the Lord said. Uh, but the Lord uh, makes I a, a heap forever, and they hang the king, and then they take his body down and uh, bury it under a big heap of stones. So these uh, two heaps of stones over the city and the uh, corpse uh, really symbolize God giving an amazing victory to the people over the city of Ai. Alright, comments and questions. So when they finished killing all the inhabitants, they went back and killed the people in the city that were already burned. Uh, what? <laughs> what? It's <laughs> <laughs> just retelling kind right. of how they did kind, kind of summarizing, I think, so how many were killed. So they killed everybody. They killed the warriors who were running away, and then they turned around and took care of everybody else who was still and in the city. Been burned? Yeah, I would assume that like not everyone ran out of the city to chase the right. Israelites. Right. Like, there could I be, agree. you well, know, it says they went in and captured it. So right. 
Yeah, you assume they had somebody they needed to capture. Yeah, and I would assume that they didn't all get burned up. Like, in Lord of the Rings, when they were burning the city, not everyone got burned right away. Well, and if, you're, if your city or your house is burning, usually you'll leave it. No, yeah, yeah. That means you'll run into the arms of the bears. somebody. Yes, right. The arms of the bears of an arm. Um, well, I just assume that then when they went in to capture it, they killed them when they went in, and then they got That's true. Fire. Yeah, why would uh, they come back out? Maybe they didn't get everyone. It's <laughs> really hard to find everyone. The important thing burn. is they got them all killed sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> that day, they all eventually died somehow. But if they burned everything, how did they get the spoil of the city? Well, did they did they burn the city to the ground all at once, or did they set the like set the gate on fire so that they the guys in the field would know? Hey, look, you can't come back here. Ah. Yeah. Do what? Well, that's usually not how you would burn down the city. But how would you burn that? It's like that. It's all. I don't know. I just you would start from the middle and have it spread outward. Okay. I, I don't know. Not block your exit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not block that your would exit. be a good idea. Burn that bridge. Wait, there was a moat? <laughs> 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 she entered the city and burnt the, uh, the bridge over the, the moat. The drawbridge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, good, good question. So, he's... He has his hand at the javelin out, That's over what I whatever. Did. That's like that has that whole Moses feel again. Whether mm-hmm. it's the raising your hands up and they win, and or is that later, anyways, or the over the the Red Sea to part it. That whole. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly it's a similar uh, action. So yeah, and God commanded. And Saul and Samuel and the king uh, Agag? Right. Yes. I just wonder if the the king of Ai had some thought in his head, oh look, they killed everybody else, but they may not kill me. But that didn't make any sense. I just see a similarity in... The, yeah, in the that he was the presentation that he he was spared and then he's brought to the leader, and he probably yeah. figured out he was going to be killed. But you know, it just struck me that it turned out much differently because Joshua followed what God said and Saul did not, which caused some issues later. And Samuel had to pick up the slack, and so. Mm-hmm. Right. Excellent points. I agree. Very confusing and uncoordinated, but yeah. There we got the point. Yeah. All right, 30 to 35. Then Joshua built an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel, in Mount Ebal, just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded the sons of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones on which no man had wielded an iron tool. And they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. He wrote there on the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written in the presence of the sons of Israel. All Israel, with their elders and officers and their judges, were standing on both sides of the ark before the Levitical priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the stranger as well as the native. Half of them stood in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had given command at first to bless the people of Israel. 
Then afterward he read all the words of the, law, of the law, the blessing and the curse, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded, which Joshua did not read before all this assembly of Israel, but the women and the little ones and the strangers who were living among them. So Joshua builds an altar Mount Ebal, like the, Moses had commanded, and offers burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he writes on the stones a copy of the law, and the people stand, half of them on Mount Gerizim, half of them on Mount Ebal. The half that was on Mount Gerizim uh, recites the blessings of the covenant. The half that was on Mount Ebal recites the curses of the covenant. That's what God had provided for them to do. And then Joshua reads all the words of the law. Uh, he doesn't omit a word uh, before the assembly. Men, women, little children, whatever. Uh, so they fulfill what De- Deuteronomy said to do. Uh, coming to the land. And, and they're very concerned about reading it all and, and obeying it all. So this was a powerful scene to impress on their minds. The importance of this covenant and the importance of, of following what it says. Thoughts and comments? Where, where are these mountains? Uh, Shechem was in between them. So they were kind of in the middle of the country. So they traveled there from... Uh, I'm assuming so. Wouldn't have been just extremely far. But, but I think the, you can find Shechem. They were in between And was this, had they been there before, or was this, what were these mountains? They've always been there, but the people are just now coming in. Have the people been to these mountains before? <laughs> yeah, there have been people there, yeah. Moses told them to do this in Deuteronomy 27. Right. But did this they do it at the end, or did you tell them to do it? He didn't do it, I think he just told That's them to do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they hadn't gone into the land yet, they couldn't have done it then. Yeah, but it was like very detailed, like, right. all of the details were in Deuteronomy. Right. So they're now fulfilling what Moses had told them. Yeah. I figured Abraham or somebody had been there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Abraham was in Shechem, right? I believe he was. I believe. Uh, oh. All right, well, that's uh, chapter 8, and I think I will be here next week and not the following. <laughs>